0: Okay, I think any parent can relate to this. There are probably things that your parents did to you that you were like, I never want to treat my kid like this, right? But now that her child is being watched by her mother, is it worth having this kind of heavy conversation to make sure that, that generational trauma is not passed down? You can decide. Parents, this is going to be a good one for you today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy.
1: You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast.
0: What's up? Yeah, hey, welcome to Certified Mom. This is the twenty fourth of January. We are a podcast that's based on three principles: live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud, we laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host Nancy. Hi,
1: honey. Can we
0: now collectively say that it is way too late to have Christmas decorations up on the twenty fourth?
1: Oh yes, definitely. Can
0: we collectively say that it's probably gone too far at this point. Mm-hmm. And listen, I was okay. I was okay giving you guys like five, ten days in January. But I'm sitting here recording today's episode. I look across the way, and my neighbors literally still have their Christmas decorations up. I mean, I'm talking tree. I'm talking lights are on right now as we're recording this. It's like 5:40 right now p.m.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the they have like lights going around their balcony, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like full on. You would think it's you would think it's December 25th over there. You would think it's literally the middle of December. My next I door
1: neighbor is the same way. Read still have the Christmas some decorations window. up and
0: on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so like when, like when is enough enough? I guess because you know Jess Jess is a Christmas. i mean, I, I like Christmas, but I'm not definitely not a decorator. It's too much work. But <laughs> I um, I'm definitely. I mean, I like I like Christmas. Like the idea of it. It's cool. It's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I just. I just don't understand why, like when some people have to give it up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was the day after Christmas in the Yancey household. That stuff was coming down, man. I <laughs> it ripped all that stuff down. down so fast. I mean, we just <laughs> tore that house down so fast. It's probably the quickest <laughs> I've ever, ever put up Christmas decorations in my life. Done. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so then when when's the cutoff then? And how many people, okay, if, you're, if you're a Christmas decoration haver-upper right now, you got to call and defend yourself. 888-Kramer8. 888-Kramer8. I'm going to, need to talk about this on the radio show because I need to know how many people are actually going through this right now. I mean, Mom, when do you think like enough is enough? Like when's when's like the cutoff, you uh, think?
1: You know, for me, it's like the first week of January or, you know, January 6th in the Episcopal Church is our,
0: is our Christmas season. Are you sitting far away from the microphone?
1: I surely am. I apologize. <laughs> I get too kicked back here. It's let only six hundred and fifty episodes. Yeah. I know. Let me let me get to attention I
0: need, here. I need to get you a um like one of those sports <laughs> broadcaster headsets. You mm-hmm. know how they have like the ones with the little microphone, like the mm-hmm. Britney Spears kind of mm-hmm. microphone that, mm-hmm. that come up next to their mouth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I you need say. That's you that's you say what? Like the tenth? Do you think the tenth would be the absolute cutoff for Christmas decorations? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I would I would say tenth. Like I'm okay. I'm like I think it's a little ridiculous as, as you head into the new year to still have them up. But I'll give you to the tenth. But it's the twenty third at time of recording. The twenty third. <laughs> so like, listen, if you're if you're a Christmas decoration have a upper, I need you to call and defend your side. I just don't understand. Like, there's literally nothing merry going on right now. We're <laughs> in what I like to call the unfun part of winter now. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm cool with winter until. The, until after the holidays. And now it's kind of mm-hmm. this bleak the winter yeah, mm-hmm. nothing really going on. The lights are actually kind of making me kind of feel angry for some reason. <laughs> I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. no,
0: that part's okay. over. We're in the unfarmed part of winter now, okay?
1: <laughs> Don't try to look merry and bright.
0: Yeah, you know it's not. You know it's not <laughs> what we're doing right here. So call us. Listen, I, I, I want to hear from you. I really do I want you to pick up the phone and call us right now, 888-Kramer8 and leave us a voicemail. If you're a Christmas decoration up upper here mm-hmm. in the middle of, oh, hell, the end of January. I want to know your <laughs> reason. For one, Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say, especially post MLK, post MLK. It's like, yeah, there you go. I would say that's that's like my, my breaking point, Mm -hmm. man. I got to tell you about the most awkward phone call that I was on. And I, I know you're going to be able to cringe. It's like, you ever had like office, we can all relate to like office cringiness, right? Like, you know, those calls that you're on sometimes and you're like, I don't know how to get out of this, Mm -hmm. but I feel super uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I went through on Friday. Honestly, in my 20 years of working in radio, I don't think there's been a more uncomfortable phone call Hmm. than the one that I was on when it comes to like, well, so I, I got a mess. I got a phone call from one of my sales guys mid last week and he said, Hey, I am pitching a mental health facility, uh, an endorsement opportunity with you. And I said, Oh my gosh, well, that's, that's so great. And I, he's like, well, would you mind hopping on the call with us? And I said, not a problem. You know, I had to take Kiki to the vet last week, but Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, like I can make time for it Friday at three o'clock now Friday at three o'clock might as well be 2 a.m. (laughs) <laughs> this is true. It might as well be 9.30. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of like about a 7, probably 7.30 p.m. in like normal people's lives. Mm-hmm. So like 3 p.m. on a Friday is like 7.30 p.m. on a Friday to me. It's like, wow, I am way tired and like checked out. But I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, If we, okay. it helps the station. Let's do it. Maybe a little a few extra bucks in my pocket. Plus, I mean, mental health's like a, you know, it's a big yeah, deal. So I'm important happy, to you. happy to hear what the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. So I... Um, I I hop on this call, and there's me and another salesperson from our radio station, and then there's um, and there's two people from our sales team, and then there's three people from their team. And what I'm sales calls are always awkward for me because it's basically like, hey, do you want to buy me? You know what I mean? And then like, <laughs> you have to kind of like sit there while they decide if they want to buy you or not. And it's like a very...
1: <laughs> oh, that's got to be awkward.
0: It's a very... So it's already like an uncomfortable and I don't I don't love to do them. I like to try to stay away from them because I'm just like, mm-hmm. makes me feel awkward. Mm-hmm. So the deal was, was that I was going to hop on for probably like the first 10 minutes and then mm-hmm. they were I was going to hop off and they were going to be able to talk business and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So... I I get on there and it's feeling kind of uncomfortable, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, like one, like two of the people have like their cameras off, and they're not really talking. And the, the woman that has her camera on; is like trying to talk to <laughs> the other people, and they're not really, but they're probably not even like really lit watching. It's just, it was just like so uncomfortable. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I can start. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll just do it because like the sales guy wasn't like pushing the. the thing to start at all so I'm like okay well let me just start and just tell you about myself and you know I'm already kind of being awkward and weird and um mm-hmm. just explain my you know my journey with mental health and how important mm-hmm. it is to me and how it's important to you know I'd love to get the message out and be vulnerable about it and share all my my fears and all that stuff and I think it was like it was good I think I did a good job representing myself mm-hmm. so then so but, but it's like a pretty it's pretty vulnerable you know what I mean like to have a conversation about that it's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. So, then, um, another person in our sales department starts to share her struggles that she has experienced and obviously, it's, I don't want to share her business, but like, some really heavy stuff Mm. when it came to mental health Mm. and how it's affected her and like, it was very, I I was like, I was feeling really sad. Like, Mm. it was just very, very hard to hear and then, so there was this, this transition from that into, okay, now we're going to start telling you about the stats of the radio station, right? Mm-hmm. And like, here's how the show's doing and blah, 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 blah. And then they start to kind of like talk about money. And I'm like, I don't think I should be here for this right now. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to get like uncomfortable. And like right in the middle of like this salesy pitch, uh, basically this one woman turns her mic on and goes, I, and keep it in mind, it's like, it's like so so vulnerable at this point, she's like, um, I, she kind of upset. She's like, I don't think this is, this was not the way that I was presented. This was going to go. I thought you guys just wanted somebody to come on the radio and talk about mental health. I didn't realize you guys were going to be pitching us for stuff and kind of mad that we had like wasted kind of like 30 minutes of their time over here. Mm-hmm. So then it was like dead silent, like dead <laughs> silent as like, we've like shared the most vulnerable and dark moments of our life. Right. Like uh-huh. so and like I feel bad. I felt I felt bad because I didn't know. I think there was just a miscommunication, uh-huh, you know, between yeah. everybody. And yeah. I it just got to a point where like it just became dead silent. Oh. And like nobody knew what to say next. <laughs> not our team, not their team. Mm-hmm. Like so I, as the person that hates awkward silence <laughs> no and i'm sure like i'm sure my sales team did not appreciate this it was like i pretty much like shut the deal down because hmm. i was pretty much like, well you know it's like we just we just want to thank you so much for uh because i was <laughs> nobody was saying it was like 30 seconds of silence so you're just going to close it out. So I was like, I guess I'm just gonna close call I Just want to you so much. take time to just come. It was like it was like the elevator talk, right? I mean, I'm just like, well, you know, I met my mom, we do a podcast and I don't even know if we care. I live in Baltimore and so just, I'm just like talking, just like talking and like I'm un- uncomfortably talking. And you know, maybe you should just call us if you have any questions about radio ever. I just you got to contact. The-. <sighs> and then like oh, it stopped. Honey.
1: Are you on and a it was, Zoom call? They, can Zoom. they see you? This is
0: Zoom. No, this is Zoom. Yeah. So okay. my face is like, mm. <laughs> I'm like wide eyed because I'm like, I think I just completely was not supposed to do that because I don't know sales tactics. I don't really know how they work. Right. Like right. I'm just, I just knew that I felt like so uncomfortable with that <laughs> silence that I had to say something. And so basically I shut the meeting down and then I was like, okay, well, just, um, and then they were like, "Yeah, well, we can like keep up with you, and like if we, you know, if you want to like." I was like, "Okay, cool, sounds good. Just everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need to go take a nap now.
0: It's at seven
1: thirty p.m. My time.
0: Got to go." Jeez, <laughs> oh, I really like. I think about it. Oh, and I cringe. Gosh, of how what vulnerable the and <laughs> comfortable, Like they and they were just they Listen, they're used to rejection, right? This is what they do. Yeah. So, like I'm sure to them this was not a huge deal. Yeah. But to me, this could not have been more traumatizing <laughs> oh, because geez. I just felt like we had like come in and like really bared our soul. And then like uh-huh. it was kind of just like, what are we talking about here? And then I was like, I don't even know. I just asked, I was, <laughs> so let me just take control of this conversation and see if I can fix this. And I did oh. not fix it. Um, I have not heard a word about that phone call. Typically, <laughs> like I'll get like some kind of like you know, post. <laughs> Something follow up, you know, like,
1: uh-huh. and then not a, again. not a word,
0: not a word. So now of course I'm sitting here uh-huh. having like that vulnerability hangover. I'm like, man, I was telling them all about my damn dark days and they're like, we they don't give a shit, you know? Like, I mean, I'm sure they cared, but like, that's like not what they were there for. They wanted to like give us like stats that we could use on the radio, you know? Uh-huh. Oh man, I'm just, Mm. All right, Mom, what do you think? I'm going to see if you can... My mom's been married now for 51 years. 50 years, 51 years.
1: 50 years. 50 50 years. 51 in November.
0: And I saw this when I was prepping the radio show today. I thought this would be appropriate to ask you this question. Okay. What do you think is the phrase used most in successful relationships? You can think about it. This is the phrase that's used most in successful relationships. There's these two doctors that have been married now for 35 years, which seems like child's play. it? like 35 years compared to 50 years. It seems like you, well, you, you're not even trying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean like <laughs> that's like when people are like I've been married for three years. I'm like, okay, cool. Call me when you're married for 10 and let me know how it's going.
1: <laughs> it does change.
0: They study more than 40,000 partners in the study. And they say there's one thing that all couples have in common, and that's they want to be appreciated. So that's mm. little little uh, relationship tip for you. That's the number mm-hmm. one thing. So they found that the number one phrase used by the, the people in the most successful relationships is what?
1: Mm. How do you feel about that?
0: Solid. It's a solid answer. Mm. Uh, the number one thing. And I want to get your feedback on this. The number one phrase used by people in in healthy relationships is the words thank you. Oh. Thank you. That's simple. Oh. I don't think I heard thank you in probably t- the whole 10 years of my marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't know if I ever did. Hmm. Uh, um probably when I, when I bought her a purse. Wow. Um, well,
1: I, I will say.
0: What do you, that, what do you think about that? Thoughts?
1: Uh, yes, I, th- I think that's absolutely true. It's two simple words, but it means a lot. I know that, um, that Jim probably says thank you to me more often than I do to him.
0: Really? It, as
1: strange as that sounds. But I mean like I take the trash out at night and he'll say thank you. Or wow. I'll pick up his dishes off the table and he'll say thank you. Do you
0: think it's because you do more than he does? (laughs) That's why why he says it more. (laughs) No,
1: no, I think he genuinely wants me to know that he appreciates me. Yeah. I think he really does. Now he hasn't always been that way, but as of late, uh, I would say that yes. It's just it seems crazy. He's very good about it.
0: As much as I like struggled in my marriage, like I can't Mm -hmm. believe some of the most like basic stuff. -hmm. To like keep a marriage afloat. I mean, how could I not do this? Like, Mm -hmm. just saying the words thank you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, literally, you say thank you. But you have to
1: mean it. You have to mean it. I feel like like I'm I'm sure I was thankful plenty of times.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you just didn't
1: acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to our quote for today, Mom.
1: Okay. It's from Mary Lou Retton Optimism is a happiness magnet. If you stay positive, Good things and good people will be drawn to you.
0: You changed your quote 30 times today.
1: I know I did because I don't want to talk about darkness all week. (laughs) I thought you said we shouldn't talk about darkness all week. I just said don't
0: do the darkness quote. I'll have a quote about darkness. I'm like, no, we
1: can't. So many I have right now are related somehow to the darkness or the depths of your soul or you know soul searching. But I think we need to remember that, you know that it really is if we can get in a mindset of positivity that good things and good people are always drawn to us when we put out positive energy versus negative energy i mean you agree with that don't you Never, i know yeah. it's hard to always put out positive energy but sometimes perhaps it's you just have to fake it you know just to just to be able to receive positive energy that maybe well you let's need. T-
0: let's talk about that because i think that's actually kind of something that we could talk about with all this stuff going on in my life right now mm-hmm. is that if you're just if you join the podcast i'm kind of going through this weird metamorphosis that i feel like i don't have any control over and um, scary mm-hmm. and i don't want to be scared i just want to like accept it and like just roll with it Mm-hmm. but I'm having the hardest time mm-hmm. and I uh, I want to be able to be like, I wish I could like fake positivity about it, you know, like I, cause no matter what, like everything's going to be fine. Y'all like, I hope you don't think there's anything like terribly wrong in my life. I'm just having to face some demons that like I haven't faced before in my life and don't really have coping skills to do so. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I have the strength to do it. And it's really weighing on me right now, you know? And Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, well, I feel like you just got to kind of like fake that you're excited about it. Mm. And then hopefully over time, you'll actually become excited about it. And I'm like, oh God, I don't know that like that's – that, doesn't, no. that 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 feels so inauthentic to me. Like I don't I'm yeah. such an authentic. So let's talk about fake it till you make it for a minute. Yeah. Do you do you believe that to be true?
1: Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um perhaps perhaps in some sort of career situations. Yes. Um but I don't think personally. No. I'll tell because you a funny I,
0: Yeah, I think that, that you so it, you
1: need to be true to who you are in, in
0: relationships. So that's like, yeah, I think it dep- kind of depends on the situation, right? So right. like, for yeah. example, if you, yeah, like I can tell you a funny story about, well, somebody I used to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, He was kind of, he was hired for the, a job on a show that I worked on and he didn't really have the, the skill set uh, to do the to the the role he was hired to do, mm-hmm. and so he literally this is the story I was told because I wasn't there, but he mm-hmm. literally like walked in the studio mm-hmm. on the first day and started like you you can imagine like a radio console right like the board that we turn the volume up and down with right mm-hmm. little little switches that go up and down like he literally just started like just moving the switches up and down having like no just just to like act Ooh. like confident, yeah. And like just faked this confidence. And then eventually he just kind of learned his way into the role. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. That worked yeah. out. That all worked yeah. out for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what about like other things? You know, let's take, let's take this for example. Cause here's like here's like where I'm thinking. Like people like people that don't want to have kids mm-hmm. and they end up pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they decide to, you know, carry the baby Mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, I'm just going to like do the, do the best with what I got here. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like that feels so uncomfortable to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, like, like in, in that situation, is that like a fake it till you make it right? Like fake it till you enjoy being a parent.
1: No, I don't think you can fake that.
0: Yeah. See, this honestly, is like where I, this is where I get really effed up on. Honestly, don't think
1: you can fake that. That's why I'm saying that. I think professionally that might work, but I think in our personal lives that that probably does not work well. It does not serve us well. But I think what what she's referring to is that in any situation we can look at it with optimism, and we can look at it with with a pessimistic attitude. Pessimism, right? And if we try to be optimistic about what is going on and stay positive through the situation, then it's a better outcome.
0: I just don't know. I don't know that I can buy into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it really depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Like, for example, like with, with dad's cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. We want to be positive about that. Mhm. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Like why wouldn't you stay positive? But I think I think maybe that's the difference. When you're faced with an, when you're faced with an issue mm-hmm. that you have no option but to do, mm-hmm. that's when I feel like you should be absolutely 1000% optimistic because mm-hmm. you have you only got you got to go through it.
1: Mhm. And you have little control of it, if any.
0: Yeah, but what if you're stuck with what if you're stuck with a, a situation where you're not quite sure which way to go?
1: I I still think it's better to think positively than negatively.
0: So you think it's think positive, mm-hmm. go into the situation, mm-hmm. and then even if it considers you know if it really takes a massive life change, mm-hmm. you still think that's better than to be. On the cautious side and say, I mean, I don't want to rock the boat that much.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who am I to say? <laughs> what do I know? I'm a 49, I'm a 39 year old <laughs> yuck yuck over here. Mm, no, what not. do I know about life? I don't know. Just trying to you figure what it out like everybody lost. else.
1: And you're moving, yes. And you're moving into a different phase of it now, which is why it's hard. Man, I tell you, these big decades are—they're tough. I don't. I, just, I
0: i want to go back to thirty-five. I was okay. It was terrible, but I'd rather go back to terrible thirty-five. <laughs> no, because you, you know what? Not. Here's the thing: at terrible thirty-five or thirty-six or whatever, like I had no choice. Like I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't granted with an option of like how to make the right decisions. You know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I was literally just like, "You got to do it." So, <laughs> suck it up, buddy. <laughs> now I'm entering into. I want to build the right chapter for me next y'all i've been through a lot i've been through Mm -hmm. a lot
1: Uh uh-huh and if you hadn't gone through those 35 year old things you wouldn't be where you are now
0: i wouldn't have you making all these kind of crazy ass decisions
1: Mm -mm. but they're all all good that's how you grow that's how you learn tired
0: tired of growing tired of learning Mm -hmm. i'm good Mm -hmm. i can
1: no never stops life never stops it just keeps challenging us, and we've got to be up to the challenge.
0: Got a new advertiser in the podcast named called FUM, F-U-M. Uh, it's it's great for anybody that is struggling to kick a habit. That's really what it's all about. Um, FUM is on a mission to accelerate humanity's breakup from bad habits that consume far too many of us. FUM is this natural diffusive device that uses plants and behavioral science to help you trade out your negative habit for positive a positive one. We're not talking about a kind of vape. I'm sure you've seen other products that are similar to this. This is a non-electronic device designed to transform your negative habits. Here's the reason why I wanted to bring them on the podcast is because I have a very super addictive personality. And uh, through the course of my life, I've had to kick plenty of habits that I did not like. I am still having to kick habits that I do not like. And sometimes you just need a source to do so. that's going to be beneficial to you. So that's why when FUM came around, I'm like, you know what? Let's introduce this to the certified FAM or just the whole whole podcast FAM. Mm -hmm. Instead of pods that are filled with like these potentially harmful chemicals like a vape, FUM uses these cores and they've got plants like peppermint and cinnamon. So it's like a natural flavors and so um i think the easiest way for you to stop a bad habit is to switch to a positive one and fum is designed to perfectly to do just that it's fum's goal to make switching easy and enjoyable they have thousands of five-star reviews from people just like you have successfully switched when the other solutions just haven't worked so head to try fum or maybe recommend this to somebody else, you know, that's trying to kick the habit. Try FUM.com and use the code KRAMER, just that's K R A M E R, and you'll save 10% when you get the Journey Pack. Okay. The Journey Pack comes with three unique flavors of their new version two FUM. So you can check that out. It's easier to use than the original and uh, you can kickstart your positive habits today, but it's, it's called Tryfum, try F U and use the promo code Kramer to save an additional 10% off your order today. And I wish you the best of luck and I think you're going to have good success. Also today's podcast is brought to you by apostrophe. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team and you get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. If you've been going to Target and buying Johnson and Johnson or something, you know, just buying the the orange stuff face cleaner. It ain't working. It's time to be an adult, okay? So uh, apostrophe apostrophe. You get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help you clear this uh, this this acne that you got going on. And all you got to do is simply fill out and online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. And then you snap a few selfies with a board certified dermatologist that will create an initialized, customized initial customized treatment plan for you. Apostrophe has access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, like hormonal and uh, face acne. You got back acne, you got butt acne, you got chest acne. They got it for you. And it's a great team and, Improving your skin texture has been big for me this year, so it's been fun to work with these guys. We have a, a special deal for you. To get your first visit for only $5, go to apostrophe.com slash Kramer, and then use the, the code Kramer. That's it, just Kramer, and you're going to get a savings of $15. Your first visit, $5. It's only available for you. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash Kramer and click on Get Started. Then use our code Kramer it's sign up and you're going to get your first visit for just five bucks. And I wish you the best. My, my, my brother really suffered a lot with, um, with acne growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I know the struggle with that. So I wish you the best and thank you to apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. All right. Uh, we are going to shout out certified fans. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. This is the backbone of our podcast. These are people that, you uh, you're my you're my family. I mean, I've never felt more supported by a group of people. I don't <laughs> even like I've never physically met probably ninety percent of you. and um it's a very comforting thing to have. I really hope that one day, you'll have the opportunity to have a podcast and you have people that like will like back you up um, not even just monetarily, but like emotionally. it's it's the coolest thing I've done in the last 20 years of all the things I've done. Like this is my favorite thing is this podcast. So thank you for those that sponsor. Uh, it's five bucks a month. You get a, or six bucks a month. You get a bunch of perks. uh, perks by doing so. And so I'm going to spin the wheel and apparently you can't hear me when I spin the wheel and I don't know how to fix that. So <laughs> it worked fine on the IBM I had, or what do they call it? PC. I had IBM. Uh, so what we do, Oh, by the way, when you join, you do get an episode dedicated to you. And what we do is, uh, if we don't have anybody, knew that day we go back and we thank somebody that's been a certified fan it's number 74 today so we want to thank dulcina hi dulcina wow yes from uh she's from mesa arizona dulcina awesome. you've been with us since the, the third day we had this thing going you still here hanging out with us that is loyalty right there that means a lot to me wow. so it's amazing people like dulcina that Make this podcast possible, Dulcina. We see you. You are so seen today. You are so loved today. Thank you so much <laughs> for being a part of our podcast. We really, 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 really appreciate you. Um. So, hope you are having a I great love day. That
1: beautiful name for me.
0: D u l c i n a. Okay, Dulcina. What I over have in, uh, I just over in to Mesa. Be sure. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you so yeah. much. And if you want to join us and support the podcast, text the word. Fans F A N S to eight 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 Kramer eight, y'all. We need, we literally need three more people this month, and that's stressful to me. So Mm -hmm. if you've been thinking about it, or this podcast means something to you, uh, if you want to take just a little bit of stress off my plate, um, (laughs) text the word fans F A N S to eight 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 Kramer eight. Okay, let's we need a whoop. whoop. Oh yeah, let's give her a whoop whoop Mm -hmm. whoop whoop to
1: Dulcina S from Arizona.
0: Thank you, Dulcina. You're here. Love ya! Yeah. All right, let's do um, let's do. Ask my mom. This is a, an advice segment Tuesday, Thursday, and so thank you for all the emails that we get and all the questions that we get for this. This is just, just an advice segment. If you're ever going through something, you need some motherly advice. Listen, my mom's been well, how many days? How many days have we talked about my issues right now? Every day, I turn my mom <laughs> all the time. Yeah, every I'm, day
1: for a minute. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, so I turn to my mom a lot. And so I'm sharing that wisdom with you. She's always got some, I'd say 95% of the time she's on. Uh, So if you want to be a part of this, just text the word, or just go to certifiedmamasboy.com and click on contact us, submit your story on there. And then my mom, who's been a mom now for 43 years, will be able to give you some motherly advice. And we as your podcast family hop in and hopefully we can help you out too. So what's happening, mom? Okay.
1: Dear mama Nancy, I'm in need of some advice on how or if i should address something with my mother starting in my late childhood early teen years i noticed my mother would always say negative comments about her weight and body calling herself awful names and hate and hated being in photos and commenting on how she looked in them afterwards it still continues to this day but maybe not quite as extreme Or maybe I'm just not exposed to it as often since I don't live at home anymore. I didn't realize at the time, but I think that really took a toll on me and my own body image. Now that I have three children of my own, I don't want the cycle to continue. It's something I still struggle with sometimes, but I don't want them to hear me say negative comments about myself. I want them to have confidence and love themselves. And it starts with me instilling that in them. Here's the thing. My mother watches my children a few days a week while my husband and I work, and we're extremely grateful for her assistance. However, I worry that they'll be exposed to the negativity from her as I was. I don't know if or how I should address this with my mother because I don't want to make her feel guilty or anything for how I may have been affected. I just want my children to be around positivity while with immediate family. I I just want my children to be around positivity while with immediate family in an environment when we have some control over. They'll have plenty of exposure to this elsewhere in the world, but I want our home and family to be a safe and positive space. Do I say something or do I not? If so, how do I address it? Wow. That's tough. Hmm. I think it depends on the kind of relationship you have with your mom, but I would hope that it would be one where you could just sit down with her honestly and say, you know, body image is so important and affects children in such ways and, you know, talk talk in generalities about it and how important it is that Children have a good self image and that sort of thing, and say, um, You know, I'm so glad that, you know, we are here and we can instill that in them. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't even say that um, she's not done that or that it affected you. Maybe you just say how important it is to you that they get that message and see what kind of response she gets. I mean, she gives
0: for that. It's tough. I mean, it's tough Um, when you're dealing with like generational trauma, right? Like, mm. um, I recently had to digest this in my own family Mm. and I didn't realize I used to be, and it's just, you know, I, I I deal with body image issues and I used to realize that every time I go home, my dad, if I had gained weight, would comment on the fact that I gained weight mm. and it would like cut me to the core. Mm. And I guess I was just like, it would, it would like be something where I'd like, I'd walk in my weight fluctuates all the time. Like um, I used to be a lot heavier too. I used to be probably about 20, 30 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't, wasn't happy being that size, but I just didn't really have a healthy regimen in my life. It was pretty unhealthy at the time. But I knew, like, I didn't want. Like, I just didn't want to hear it. Like, I just it made me feel very every time that like it was said. He'd be like, what, what size pants you wear now, you know, or something like mm-hmm. just like, or what's uh, and I, and I know he doesn't. Oh, it was a conscious it. thing, right? No. And I also have to wonder, like, and so as I've kind of grown up mm-hmm. and processed it a little bit, I'm like, there's probably some insecurity within him mm-hmm. that made him mm-hmm. feel like. You know, Mm -hmm. he's worried
1: about your health. Yeah,
0: possibly, possibly worried about my Mm -hmm. health or where I was, you know, I don't know. But I I just remember feeling very triggered Mm
1: -hmm. and almost like
0: anxious to come home because I just didn't want to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever like talk to my dad about that Mm -hmm. because I'm just stronger now and I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. But I think that if I had kids, Mm -hmm. I think I would have to say something. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd have much of an option because what I, I know how bad it made me feel about myself. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I would want was like him, like like my, my children, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if your role as a parent is to like do everything that you can do to like.
1: Give your children the best opportunities. I don't think you have much of, I don't think you have an option.
0: I don't, I don't, and again, I'm not a parent. Yeah. But I'm telling you, somebody that, that knows where you're coming from, yeah. I don't think you have an option
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you know what that feels like. And I know, mm-hmm. I get it. Like I've dealt with body image issues too. So I get it. It sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: consumes you.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: get triggered. It's like your whole day is over, right? You mm-hmm. walk past a mirror, you just like close your eye. I mean, I, I know, I know what you're going through. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And so what you don't want to do is have that passed on to your kids. And so I would say, I would do absolutely 100% of everything that you can do. To make your kids love themselves. Cause now here I am 39.66. I just make that number up, by the way. I don't know what I am, but mm-hmm. I'm getting close to 40. And I'm still dealing with that from things mm-hmm. that happened when I was five, 10, you know, like and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: on and on and on. So as someone that got bullied for their weight as a kid, I would have to protect at all possible cost my kid from going with that. I think it's it's worth the uncomfortability of a conversation
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make sure that like your with anything, it doesn't. I mean, it, mm-hmm. this this is a good message I think to anybody. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a parent, so I I know I'm not the spokesperson here, but I just know that we got to start breaking some of these chains, y'all. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we learn better, know better, do better. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that my parents grew up in their time that are different than they are now, and that are going to mm-hmm. be way different than when your kids grow up. So, like, we're just giving them the best opportunity. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And what you do don't you think, necessarily have to. You don't necessarily have to point fingers at her. I think that's one of her concerns, is that she's not wanting to point fingers at her mother and talk down to her about how sure. it made her feel. She just wants her to understand that that's not healthy and it's yeah. not good and it's not what she wants for her children. Right. And since her mother is there so much with her children and has such a big role in their lives. She wants some help from her to make sure that that doesn't happen to them. Um, Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely think she needs to have the conversation, but I think she can do it in a way that maybe her mother could understand it. Without, but don't you
0: think you can you just, know. I mean, if, like, don't you think you can just say, Hey, listen, I got to be honest with you about something that like really affected me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, again, again, the it relationship depends. is good. Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. I you know, if, if because I think if she's going to get offensive is and she's going to blow good. things up, then, like, I don't know. Well, Man, yeah. that's tough.
1: She might say, Well, if you don't think I can take care of your kids, then you're just fine. I mean, I don't know what the relationship is. That's why I start when I started out right. saying it depends on the relationship. So I, I think that that's a safe way to do it is to just let her know how you feel about it and not point fingers. Right. But if yep. you are, but if you are in a relationship and I would hope I had this relationship with my kids um I would be honest with them you know and just say hey I know you didn't mean it and I know you didn't even realize it maybe. Right. But but it but it reflected on me in this way it was reflected on me in this way and it's been a real challenge for me and I want to be sure that that doesn't continue. Because it's taken me a long time to get through it and work through it. And, you know, I mean, it just depends on what your relationship is.
0: I hope that helps. I don't think we just kind of ran in circles here. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. think we ran in circles and provided you absolutely zero <laughs> advice by the time I get back around to the other side. so <laughs> Well,
1: All there's right. just no one good way.
0: Um, that's it for you today, Mom. I love you.
1: Okay, honey. Love you forever.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens and AG1. Friggin' love this stuff. Take it every single morning. Body feels so much more regular. When I'm taking this stuff, I started taking AG1 because I wanted to regulate my bowels, y'all. That's just as real as it's going to get for you today. And it's done just that and even more. And with all these 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and, and adaptogens to start to day out right, I know that it's going to do the same for you as well. And it really helps with – your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, really all the things is what AG1 is good for. And it's become a part of my life now. And I know it will be for you as well. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I love you so much. I hope it's going to be a great Tuesday for you. I wish nothing more for you than have the best Tuesday of your life. Wouldn't that be awesome if today, and it could be, why not? Why couldn't this be the best Tuesday of your life? We're going to think that way. You want to talk about about thinking positively? There it is for you.
1: Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.